Okay, so in honor of St. Patrick's Day, we're reading a book, another book. We have more than one St. Patrick's Day book. And this one is called Tim O'Toole and the Wee Folk, which is an Irish tale told and illustrated by Gerald McDermott and read by... Mommy and... And... Do you want a leprechaun name? No? Munchy Kitty. Munchy Kitty. Oh, that works too. Okay, here we go. In a little cottage on a hill at the end of a little lane in Donegal lived Tim O'Toole and his wife, Kathleen. Tim and Kate were so poor they had not a penny or a potato between them. Their children ate porridge for supper. Do you know what porridge is? What? It's kind of like oatmeal, but a little bit runnier. Even the mice were thin from want of food, and the cat wouldn't bother with chasing the creatures. Do you know what that means from want of food? That means they want food. They're hungry. So even the mice are hungry. Oh dear. Their neighbors, who were poor enough themselves, avoided Tim, for they thought he would bring them bad luck. Things went from bad to worse, until one day there was not a crumb or a drop left in the house. Tim O'Toole, said Kate, I can stand no more of being poor and you sitting about to bemoaning your fate. You must go out and find work like a decent man and take us out of this poverty. Kathleen kept after him and the next morning, Tim set out to see if he could earn some wages. Do you know what that means, wages? Wages is money. He's going to try to earn some money. Tim O'Toole traveled the length of the country, knocking at every door, inquiring at every farm, trying to eke out a few coppers for a day's work, but there was no work to be had. Finally, when Tim was tired and hungry and could walk no further, he stopped and laid down to rest in the cool green clover at the side of the road. No sooner had he stretched out than he heard the faint sound of merry piping and lilting voices raised in song and laughter. The strange music was coming from a little hollow in the side of the hill. Tim crept up to the hollow and peered over the edge, and there, below him, was a troop of wee folk, laughing and singing and carrying on. Well, do you know what wee folk are here in this story? Leprechauns. Leprechauns, which are little magical creatures who live in Ireland, and they can do something pretty amazing. You want to find out what? Okay. Well, Tim knew for sure his luck 
had changed, for it is well known that whoever spies the wee folk in the light of day can demand their treasure. Demand Demand means that he can say, you have to give me your treasure, and they have to do it. Suddenly the music stopped. The little merrymakers were astonished when they looked up and saw Tim peering down at them. Hand over your gold, bellowed Tim, trying to be fierce, and you'll come to no harm. Have mercy on us, Tim O'Toole, begged the leader of the little people. There was a smile on his lips, and he tried not to laugh. You've caught us fair, so we'll see that you're richly rewarded. And there was hurrying and scurrying in the hollow below, and soon the wee folk handed up a little gray goose. Here you are, Tim, a goose that lays golden eggs. Go home straight away, tell not a soul, and you and your Kate shall never want for more. Well, well, they knew his wife's name. Hmm. So Tim started home carrying the goose and feeling very pleased with himself. Soon, darkness overcame him and he stopped at a farmhouse to ask if he could stay the night. The couple who owned the farm, the Magoons, let him in and sat him down by the fire. Tim began to boast of his great good fortune and the little gray goose that lays golden eggs. Was that wise? Well, is it good to boast about good things in your life? Mm, no, exactly. Let's see what happens here. That night, while Tim was asleep in the loft, the Magoons decided that they could use such a goose as this. So quietly, they exchanged it for their own, which means they swapped it out. Tim was none the wiser for it and in the morning went happily homeward carrying the goose that he thought would bring him great wealth and when he got home he put the bird on the table. Is this all you've got to show for being gone these three days? asked Kathleen. Oh but darling this is no ordinary goose said Tim. This one lays golden eggs. Well the short of it is they waited a long, long time, and as you might guess, the goose did no such thing. They've cheated me, howled Tim, and he marched off in a terrible temper to give the little people what for. When he finally reached their hiding place, he was still angry. Golden eggs, is it? cried Tim to the wee folk. That goose you gave me laid no eggs at all. This is curious indeed said their startled leader. Then the little man wrinkled his nose and gave a sly smile. Tim, wait but a moment and we'll make good your reward. There was scurrying and hurrying in the hollow below and a moment later, the wee folk brought forth a fine linen tablecloth and spread it in front of Tim. In the wink of an eye, it was covered with bounteous food and drink the likes of which he had never seen before. 
Take this tablecloth home straight away, Tim O'Toole, and tell not a soul, cautioned the leader of the little ones. Then you and your darling Kate will never want for more. Well, well, well. It's a whole lot of food. Well, Tim walked merrily homeward until darkness came upon him. And again, he stayed with the Magoons and again boasted to them of his newfound fortune. The Magoons thought it good fortune indeed. And while Tim slept, they slipped away the magic tablecloth and exchanged it for an ordinary one from their very own cupboard. They swapped it out again. They're tricky people. Tim was none the wiser for it when he reached home the next day. Kathleen, my darling, he said, we'll never go hungry again. And with a flourish, he spread the tablecloth upon the table. And, well, of course, it was empty and produced not a crop or a crumb. Kathleen laughed and Tim went into a rage. The little heathens! He shouted, and in a flash, Tim was out the door and on the road again. Stand fast, Tim called down into the little hollow where the wee folk were gathered. Tis pleased you are not, Tim O'Toole, said the leader. Could it be that the tablecloth was empty? All the wee folk were grinning. Indeed, it was, you scoundrel! answered Tim, and the wee ones began to chuckle. And did you go directly home as we told you? Tim O'Toole admitted he had stayed twice the night at the Magoons, and when they heard this, the little people burst into laughter. You were a fool to trust the likes of the Magoons, said the leader, but never mind, Tim. We've just the thing for you. The little people brought up a strange green hat and gave it to Tim. They instructed him to boast of its magic to the Magoons and leave the hat where they could find it. Then we shall see what we shall see, said the wee one. So a third time, Tim tarried at the Magoons. He proudly displayed the magic hat the wee folk had given him, and then he crawled up into the loft and pretended to sleep. But he had laid his head upon the... But when had he laid his head upon the straw when he heard the Magoons stir below? Ah, yes, so as soon as he laid down, he heard them. I wonder what sort of magic it is said Magoon to his wife, and cautiously he tipped over the hat, and out of the hat jumped ten tiny men. Each had a little blackthorn club and began to beat the Magoons about the shins and the ankles. The couple whooped and hollered and danced around the room trying to escape the blows of the wee folk. Lay off! Lay off! begged the Magoons. Tell your henchmen to have mercy, O'Toole. Give me my linen tablecloth and my little gray goose and I'll leave you in peace, said Tim, laughing all the while. The Magoons gave back what they had taken. Tim 
put on his hat, tucked the little gray goose under one arm, draped the tablecloth over the other arm, and headed home. When he arrived, he spread the tablecloth before Kathleen and set down the goose in the middle of it. Well, the bird honked and laid a golden egg, and when the most delectable eatables and drinkables began magically to appear on the table, Kathleen, my darling, said Tim, we are happy at last. Or so Tim thought. Folks from all parts of the world heard that O'Toole's good fortune and crowded in to see the wondrous goose. Their little cottage filled up with neighbors until there was no place left to sit or stand. Everyone had helped themselves to the never-ending supply of eatables and drinkables. I never knew we had so many friends, said Tim. But I think tis time the party was at an end. Tim tipped his hat and out jumped the ten tiny little men with the black horn clubs. They beat the shins and the ankles of the noisy, the noisy crowd and chased them around the house and pursued them down the hill. And I would just like to say, being hit about the ankles by a little club by a tiny little person would not feel good. I don't think this leprechauns leprechaun are very nice. After Yes, exactly like that. After that, the cottage was quiet once again. Tim O'Toole and his family were quite comfortable, you might say. They spent many hours in front of the and hearth. That little kitty. And the kitty is fat now, too. Wonderful. They spent many hours in front of the hearth, sipping hot tea and chatting and thinking kind thoughts of the wee folk. For all I know, Tim and Kate are still there in the little cottage on the little hill at the end of the little lane in Donegal. And that is the end. And you know what? If we could capture a little leprechaun by the light of day, who knows what fun things would come our way. Shall we try? Mm -hmm. Can you say happy St. Patrick's Day? Happy St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) 